This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. We are 49ers Web Zone No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm Al Sacco, along with Brian Reddick. And Brian, this is the last week that we've talked about football without players actually on the field. Training camp is around the corner, dude. I'm going. I'm going on the 27th. I'm excited. Oh, nice. Yeah. So should be what good. You going to open practice? You going to open practice or whatever? Yeah, on the 27th. It's the second, it's the second open practice. Um, one of, uh, one of my mutuals on Twitter, he's a season ticket holder, David, uh, Leakty. He, he's done some, some content creation and whatnot, but he lives out in Minnesota. He's, but he's a content or, but he's a season ticket holder. And so he gets access ahead of time for, uh, training camp tickets. And so he just buys the ones that he's are available and then sells them to people that want them just for face value. So, uh, shout out to David, shout out to David. I appreciate that. And uh, I'm excited. I know uh, Aponte will be there, so I get to see Jason and uh, a couple other uh, a couple other of the guys that we've had on. Uh, Jordan will be there, so some of our uh, our no huddle guests I'll get to uh, hang out with for a little bit on that day, and I get to see some actual. Well, I'm not going to say actual football, but football related activities, and I'm excited. That's awesome. That's the one thing about being logistically challenged that I, you know, it's yes. obviously really tough for me to get out there and do that and, you know, kind of hang out with some of you guys and stuff like that. But one, one of these days, I'll say one, one of these days, days we got to make it happen. I'll get out there. So I do want to say um, as well, if you're watching this and you see any, or you watch any of our clips, I, I should say, you notice I have on um, retro 49ers helmet shirt, which I got from our friends at homage. That's www.homage.com. They have I'm, amazing 49er shirts. Um, I'm, I'm saving mine. I'm saving, for I'm saving mine for, for the 27th. I'm wearing it to, I'm wearing it to open practice. So I'm excited. Nice. Take, take a pick and tag them. On, I will. Um, I on will. Social media. Yeah. Absolutely. They've been great. Thanks. Thanks to them for sending us some shirts. Yes. And yes. again, check them out. www.homage.com for some awesome shirts for everything, but definitely. Yeah. Cool they've got, I've, I've, they've got some awesome Ted Lasso shirts on there. Uh, yep. basically any, any of your favorite sports teams they got on there, uh, mine, a uh, sneak preview. I got the, uh, Christian McCaffrey NFL blitz shirt. That's the one that I ordered. So I'm excited about that one, but, uh, but yeah, they've got some really, really cool and, uh, interesting things on there. Uh, it's a great site. Love it. So we were going to continue on the show. Uh, one of our last shows. Anyway, we talked about ESPN is doing a poll with execs, coaches, scouts, 
to rank the NFL's top 10 players at each position. And they went through the offense. So we're going to go through and go over the Niners. We did the defense last week. We'll do the offense today. And then also I want to talk about some blue chip players and what I think blue chip means and how many of them the Niners actually have when, when we end it. But we'll, we'll start with this ranking. And I'm going to start at tight ends, Brian, because that's where ESPN started. And you haven't seen these, right? I have not. And I have they put out the wide receivers or is that tomorrow? They did it today. Okay, today. perfect. So perfect. Yeah, we should be good to go with everything here and go through awesome. this. So the tight ends, Travis Kelsey comes in at number one. George Kittle is number two. Mark Andrews at three. Dallas Goddard at four. Darren Waller, still at five, even with, with injuries lately. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson, six. Kyle Pitts, seven. Evan Ingram, eight. Pat Firemuth, nine. And Dawson Knox for the Bills comes in at 10. And it's nice to see George Kittle still getting this kind of respect from his peers, from people around the league. And Kittle, Kittle is still, look, last season, 60 receptions, 765 yards, a career-high 11 touchdowns. That's the big games. one for me. Yeah. Yeah. Kittle only had 20 touchdowns in five years coming into last year. So to get 11, that was big for him. And his yards per game was the lowest that it's been since his rookie season. When it was 34 yards, it was just 51 last year. But there's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. And we've seen the Niners kind of go away from him at times in, in the offense. But at the end of the day, he still comes in as the second best tight end. And he still is probably the best blocking tight end in the league or one of them. And he still is great after the catch over seven yards um, after the catch per reception. He still gets the respect and he's still number two behind Chelsea. And I, and I agree with that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you can really argue uh, those rankings uh, at least one, two there. Uh, I know as 49er fans, we like to think that George Kittle is the better overall tight end. And I think there's an argument to be made there because really Travis Kelsey is a glorified big slot essentially in that in that offense but i mean he's listed as tight end and so you can't it's hard to it's hard to put someone above him when he quite literally is the focal point of an entire offensive system over there in kansas city especially now that tyreek hill is is in miami so uh and kelsey's season last year was just incredible in terms of of receiving numbers uh yards touchdowns things of that nature uh but yeah you know george kittle the thing that I think is interesting about that list is it, to me, it, it really speaks to what seems like a bit of a, I would say shallow talent pool in tight for tight ends in, in mm -hmm. the NFL. Um, I think a lot of teams are starting to go away from tight ends more. They're starting to look more for those big slots, like a, like what Kelsey fulfills in Kansas city, but um, you know, taking that, Buffalo now. yeah, taking that, that tight end off the field, that traditional Y tight end, if you will, um, you know, where you're in line, uh, next to the tackle. Um, a lot of them are, are, are going away from that and doing more of a, a spread and, uh, you know, looking for different body types and different players of that position. And like you said, you, you, you said Dalton Kincaid, right? Dalton Kincaid, if you look at what he did at Utah, I mean, again, he's not a blocker at all at all mm -hmm. i mean he's he's willing but he's not he's not what what you would need at the nfl level i i really don't think there are a ton that are like george kittle where they're all around where they are they are a weapon in the run game as well as the pass game and and while kittle's receiving numbers are down those tight end those sorry tight end those touchdown numbers 
were really impressive. So uh, again, I don't think there's really any argument there to be made that there are any players that would be ahead of Kittle or Kelsey. And, and honestly, I think again, there's really no argument to be made um, that it's not Kelsey one and Kittle two. And the Niners obtained Kittle with a fifth round pick in 2017, Correct. which is one Correct. of their, certainly one of their better late round picks in franchise history and just goes with how well the Niners have done late in drafts, whether it's a Greenlaw, whether it's a Hufunga, George Kittle, DJ Jones, they've done really well. And this was a great pick there for them. Well, and and my hope is that, you know, they, they drafted two tight ends in this last draft. They drafted Cameron Latu in the third round and they drafted uh, Braden Willis in the seventh round. And I've been banging the table for years now that the 49ers need to get a legitimate second tight end there that can spell Kittle because Kittle's very important to this offense. And, and when he's not on the field, uh, the run game suffers, the pass game suffers. Um, I would love to, I, I would love to see one or both of those guys really kind of step in and, and take a little bit of the load off of, off of Kittle's shoulders. You know, they're going to have to beat out, uh, Ross Dwelly, which I mean, maybe that's not going to be a difficult task for them. Uh, Charlie mm-hmm. Warner, who's, who's been with the team for, you know, four seasons now, uh, you know, just primarily as a blocking tight end. Uh, my hope is that again, you know, these guys elevate their game above those two. Um, and, and I really think that Braden Willis, we, we had an episode during the, during the summer where we, you and I were talking about, uh, possible surprise, uh, contributors from this draft class and Braden Willis was my pick. And you said that was, that was your pick as well. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think he's going to surprise people now. Did they draft him as a tight end or did they draft him as a Kyle Juszczyk replacement? Hard to know. Um, but I think we're going to see him at the very least taking snaps at fullback because, uh, that's a sneaky need for this team because Juszczyk is under contract for it's it. If this isn't the last season, it's just two more. So yeah. they need to find they need to find somebody. And I think Braden Willis played H back, you know, at at Oklahoma, played some snaps there. And is just a sneaky athletic guy that I think could could fill that role nicely. So, um, yeah, I think the 49ers are in a good place with with their tight ends. And obviously to have the second best one in the league is not too shabby. Running back was up next. And in the NFL, Nick Chubb came in at number one. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, number two. Josh Jacobs, number three. Saquon Barkley four, Derrick Henry five, Jonathan Taylor six, Alvin Kamara at seven. I don't know that he's still. That's that's back. reputation. That's a little weird. Um, Delvin Cook at eight, Tony free Pollard agent Delvin Cook, <laughs> free agent maybe soon be Miami Dolphin, and Austin Ooh. Eckler ten. I yeah, I'm still looking at that Kamara one. That's 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 a weird one to me. But yeah, looking at this. I think Nick Chubb is the best pure runner in the NFL. I sure. Think there's no doubt about that. He's averaged sure. 5.2 yards per rush, best in the NFL, and the second best mark in NFL history among players with at least 1,000 rushes behind Jamal Charles. And we went over why I did uh, one of the last shows when I talked about the running back position in the league. I gave more of Chubb's stats. He's, his metrics are terrific. I do not doubt that he is the best pure runner in the NFL. However, if I'm looking at a running back position, what else can they catch passes the yeah. complete package and when you put all that into it i'm like go mccaffrey one certainly nothing wrong yep. at number two but i think when when you when you talk about the complete package and you talk about the pass the pass catching ability and what he brings to the offense pass catching wise i might have gone mccaffrey one here 
guess it depends on how you want to look at it. Again, Nick Chubb's phenomenal, but for me, I would put McCaffrey one. Yeah, and I think I think the the argument there is who affects the game more, right? Who affects the offensive game plan more? Sure. Who are opposing defensive coordinators more frightened to face, Nick Chubb or Christian McCaffrey? And I, I if you pulled defensive coordinators, I would venture to say that the Lions' share of them if not all of them would say Christian McCaffrey. And I think one of the things you also have to take into account with Christian McCaffrey is who's calling plays for him, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that definitely, that definitely increases McCaffrey's um, I don't want to say it increases his ability, but it increases his impact on the game because again, and you saw it late in the season, you know, one of Kyle Shanahan's favorite things to do with Christian McCaffrey, right. Is instead of doing play action, you do traditional drop back. He, he, he pauses a beat. If, if there's a rusher coming, he'll chip or he'll block, but if not, he's going out of the backfield on a choice route. And if you've got Christian McCaffrey on a linebacker with a choice route, it's Christian McCaffrey 10 times out of 10, he's getting Mm -hmm. open. And, and that's the thing is again, he affects the game more than Nick Chubb does. Is Nick Chubb a better runner? Absolutely. Um, There's no argument there. But if, if I were, if, if I were, if I were a GM and I was putting together a team and I had the choice between Nick Chubb, who's 27 and Christian McCaffrey, who's 27, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey every time just because of the way that he affects the game. So, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect Nick Chubb. I think he's incredible, but, but I do think, uh, especially now in San Francisco, uh, I, I do think Christian McCaffrey is back on top in terms of best running back in the NFL. Not best runner, best running back. Yeah, best yeah, uh, total package, like you said. And the Niners traded a second, a third, and two-fourths for him, which is worth it when you're bringing him into worth a it. team that's loaded like this. And you, saw, you saw what he did for them when he came. He yep. changed everything. He changed the yep. dynamic. Uh, this team is scoring over 30 points a game. They didn't lose until they lost their on their fourth string quarterback and, and he was the one that came in to, to make to throw yeah, some and, he still, and he had one of the best <laughs> runs ross tucker was was telling me he was on the sideline during that he said that touchdown run mccaffrey had oh yeah he's ever seen so mm-hmm. um yeah pretty 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 amazing for that and, and the trade was totally worth it hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Offensive tackles. Number one, Trent Williams of the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, buddy. Number two, Laramie Tunsil. Three is yep. Tristan Wirfs. Four, Lane Johnson. Uh, he of the always false starts. Um, <laughs> but for real. Yeah. 
Uh, Jordan, oh my he's, God. he's a terrific player. He, he may get he off is. the second before everybody else, but he's a, he's a great player. Uh, for the Eagles, Jordan, I'm going to screw up this name. Maylata. Maylata. Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. For the mm-hmm. Lions, Andrew Thomas for the Giants. The seven, Rashawn Slater comes in at eight. Uh, Christian Derisoff for the Vikings comes in at nine. And Colton Miller at 10 for oh, oh, the Raiders. Now, Trent Williams. Trent Williams, Brian. Only yeah. six tackle, tackles since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970 have earned multiple first-team All-Pros after 30. It's Walter Jones, Anthony Munoz, Andrew Whitworth, Joe Thomas, Willie Rofe, and, and Williams. Um, and about all 80%, yeah, as, as Trent Williams will be, and about 80% of the voters who did this uh, had Williams first. So, again, massive respect for him across the league. He, he is the best tackle. It was a great trade for the Niners who traded at the time. Um, it was 2020. They traded a fifth round pick that year and a 2021 third round selection. Now yep. they had to pay him big bucks, sure. but it's fine. Because sure. Left tackle is one of the positions you, you want to pay big money for. Yeah. It's been a phenomenal trade and signing for them. And Trent Williams continues to right now defy age and, and still be the best tackle in the NFL. I mean, the dude is a freak. Like if, he, if, if we're being just like blunt about it, he is an absolute physical freak in terms of what he can do on the football field for his size, for his age. Um, and it, it's, it's, there's just no argument that he is the best tackle in the NFL. What I think is interesting, by the way, is two of the top four, Lane Johnson and Tristan Wirfs, are right tackles, which is a, you know a conversation to be had at a later time. But I, I think we're starting to get away from you just put your best tackle at left tackle and then figure right tackle out uh, because right tackle is starting to become just as important as left tackle because mm-hmm. you are starting to see more teams have one, have one like superstar pass rusher, but also a really good one on the other side. And a lot of teams are starting to flip that superstar and, and have them rush against the right tackle. So, you know, right tackle is no longer the, you know, the stepbrother of left tackle. Um, and you know, and especially if you have a left-handed quarterback, like they do in Miami, but, um, yeah, Trent Williams, you know, it was interesting. Somebody, uh, somebody posted, I, I think it was Steph Sanchez, uh, who does a, uh, podcast with Jason Aponte called bully ball. It's really good if you guys haven't checked it out, but, uh, she posted uh, or she quote tweeted, somebody had posted a photo of, uh, Deion Sanders and Jerry Rice standing on the sideline, talking to each other, those 94 throwbacks. Um, and said, basically, like, is there anybody on the current 49ers where we could be in awe of, you know, those two sharing the field together? Because it's two of the, it's the greatest wide receiver of all time and arguably the greatest cornerback of all time on the same team together, which is wild. And, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, well, no, because those are Hall of Famers and greatest of all time at their position. But I did, I did submit my, my thought for, uh, wow, I can't believe they shared the same field together. And that was, I called it the bear and the, and the silverback. And that was Nick Bosa and, and Trent Williams. It's, it's quite wild to have the best left tackle in the NFL and the best defensive end in the NFL, sharing the field together, practicing against each other, making each other better. You know, I think that's, that's largely why both of them are, are as good as they are because, Iron sharpens iron, right? I know it's a cliche, but that's that's totally true. And and like I said, to be a fan of this team 
in this moment to have them both on the same team is, is pretty exciting. Interior linemen next up. And I wasn't expecting the Niners to have anyone here. They don't no. not honorable mention, not also receiving votes, nothing, but the top 10 was Zach Martin for the Cowboys. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Tooney for the Kansas city chiefs, uh, Quentin mm-hmm. Nelson, El- Elgin Jenkins for the Packers, mm-hmm. Joe Batonio for Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey for the Eagles, Chris Lindstrom for the Falcons, Creed Humphrey, eight for the Chiefs, Brandon Scherf, nine for the Jags, Frank Ragnow, uh, 10 for the Lions. And the Niners yep. here, look, they had three guys who were basically in the first year of starting in Brendel, yeah. Burford, and Aaron Banks. And maybe, maybe Banks can maybe, maybe, who knows, maybe sure. get, get a, but you know what? Um, the big thing with that group is just that they, they keep getting better, that Burford can take yes. that step because he was splitting time last year with Brunskill. Um, mm-hmm. And the three of them can maybe be the interior for a few years here. That's that's what y'all, they're not high-end guys. They're not elite guys. They're not blue-chip guys. But if they're good enough for the system, great. And that's the hope that they can continue to be. You know, and the and the 49ers don't, I mean, outside of that Aaron Banks pick, which was was actually quite shocking at the time to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. I think a lot of people were like, wait, what you drafted a guard in the second round. But for the most part, the 49ers don't tend to just uh, to draft interior offensive linemen. They draft offensive linemen that can plug in anywhere along the line. That's what they look for. And so you get guys like Spencer Burford who played all along the line at UTSA and you get uh, Colton McKibbitts who plays, ta- can play tackle, but also play can play guard. And, you know, you get uh, you get guys like um, Nick Zakel, who they're I think grooming to play all five positions, right? Center mm-hmm. guard and tackle. You know, so I, I don't know that if, if if versatility is the hallmark of what you look for in an offensive lineman. I don't know that they'll ever have a holy shit. This guy is incredible interior offensive lineman just because those guys tend to be, you know, the Quentin Nelsons of the world, right? Who are just absolute maulers, but aren't going to go anywhere but the interior of the line. And and the 49ers don't, don't look for that. So, you know, could Burford or Banks develop into one of those guys? Sure. Uh, But I don't know that, I don't know that they will. And I also don't know that it is imperative that they do for this team to continue to be successful. If they are as good on the interior as they were last year, they're going to be fine. But you would argue that they should be better because this is the second year now. And Banks and uh, um, I just lost his name. No, the center, the center. Um, Uh, Brendel, Brendel. Brendel, thank you. Uh, Banks and Brendel played uh, all all games last year. And then Burford, like you said, was rotating in and out, uh, but still played a lot. So uh, the fact that they've got their second year together as a as a unit um you know i think that's important and and like i said you should see play similar to last year if not better and if that's the case then then we're really cooking with gas and the only question now becomes right tackle with colton mckivitz now for the quarterback position obviously two guys with nine career starts between them were not going to appear anywhere oh they didn't they didn't place on the top 10 but you know still weird with how much we talk about the niners quarterbacks (laughs) right um but no um it's still an interesting list to go through. Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is number one and should be with a with a bullet. Yes. Um, I, I'm trying to see how many, what his percentage was of votes. I don't know if it says it, but I can't imagine. It's got to be 100. 
who's 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 not putting oh, Patrick Mahomes first? Somebody put Joe Burrow first. It looks like. Oh, okay. Uh, his highest ranking was one. Well, that's Josh, the Cincinnati GM. <laughs> Josh Allen's highest ranking was one too. I don't know. So I guess a few people. Are, Wild. Yeah. Wild. Patrick Mahomes is is in the class of, by himself, yeah. and then Joe Burrow at number two, which sounds good to me. Um, Josh Allen at number three. Aaron Rodgers came in at number four, which tells me a lot of people in the league think that he really was hurt last year and that finger really was bothering him. Yeah. He's going to come back and be where he was. And I don't know that I disagree with that. They, they probably will be right about that. Well, let's face it. Last year, he was coming off two straight MVPs. So, yeah, I, yeah, I just think I mean, he, he was a lot of it had to do with injury last year. Mm-hmm. You know, your thumb is messed up. It's hard to throw a football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Herbert's at five. Jalen Hurts is at six. Lamar is seven. Trevor Lawrence is eight. Wow. That's in whatever order you want to put it. I think that's the top eight. I, I really do. Dak Prescott, who I'm starting to think might be a little bit on the overrated side, um, comes in at nine. Matthew Stafford at 10, not based on last year, but if you're, again, assuming sure. he's healthy, I don't disagree with putting him in the top 10. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And then I'll throw some honorable mentions out there just because, again, it's quarterback. It's it's interesting. Deshaun Watson, I don't know how you can put him anywhere right now. No. Uh, Kirk Cousins, sure. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff, okay. Derek Carr, this is the state of the quarterbacks. These guys are, you know, yeah. to, to uh, all those people make sense for honorable mentions. So it's where you are. Other people who received votes were Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, Justin Fields. So you really Jesus. have right now, assuming <laughs> where you want to put Matthew Stafford, if you want to say he's done, and you want to say Trevor Lawrence is ascending, into eight but there's really to me only surefire seven guys right now and it was the first seven on that list so the quarterback position it's mostly on the afc but yep yeah yeah i still think i still think kirk belongs in the top 10 just based on performance i know you know i know 49er fans are uh extremely hard on on kirk um have you watched any of netflix's uh the quarterback Yeah. Yes. Oh, good, yeah. Right? I'm on episode four. It's terrific. And and, yes. and you see a lot of what they go through the mm-hmm. injuries and mm-hmm. mental side of it. And yeah. Kirk Cousins. I don't know that you're ever going to win a Super Bowl with him, but you could do a hell of a lot worse than him. And if you told me he was a top 10 quarterback, you know I, who I, I mean, I'd I argue it when you really look I at le- all those names. Yeah. I legitimately think Kyle Shanahan could win a Super Bowl with with Kirk Cousins. Kyle Shanahan. I, think so too. I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that anyone else could, but I do think that Kyle Shanahan could. Uh, maybe Sean McVay. I think I think Kirk Cousins yeah. could step in and I think if I think if if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback in 2021 when the when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, I still think they could have probably won it. Um maybe Stafford too. Stafford had yeah, st- well yeah, if if Kirk Cousins was the quarterback in San Francisco in 2019, I think they would have won that Super Bowl. Yeah, like I said, Kirk Cousins gets a hard time, and and a lot of it just has to do with his personality. I mean, it it he's it's literally it looks like him and Philip Rivers are just dads playing quarterback, right? Like that's yeah. what they are, you know. Just like you know, they even brought it up in that first episode, the the shirt that he wore on uh, for the first game, and he's like, mm-hmm. my wife, he's like, my wife dresses me she picks out all my clothes i don't want to expend any mental energy thinking about that i only want to think about football and that's where it's like that kind of player in the right environment can really succeed and and he has to a certain extent his his big knock is he does shrink in the in the spotlight and Mm -hmm. would that happen with kyle shanahan hard to know i have no idea but um 
but but I do I do think he I do think he is underrated in terms of his actual play because his actual play is is pretty stellar and has been for you know the past what seven seasons yeah I mean that guy incredibly makes, durable too yeah exactly exactly he's he he takes the field all the time yeah so there's something to be said about that as well all right so the Niners have represented I think fairly so far through mm-hmm. through this poll here's where in the last category wide receiver might have some differences of opinion let's see number one Justin Jefferson yeah. number two Devontae Adams although can't wait to see what mm-hmm. he does with Brian Hoyer and Jimmy Garoppolo this year um <laughs> Jamar Chase comes <laughs> in at three Tyree Kill at four Cooper Cup at five mm, I don't know I think my man might be better than that uh Number six is Stefan Diggs. Number seven, AJ Brown. Number eight, DK Metcalf. Number nine, Terry McLaurin. Which Terry McLaurin is is absolutely uh floundering in uh Washington, yeah. In Washington. Not yeah. not I don't mean like he's not playing well. I mean like he is being wasted in Washington right now. He's incredible. CD Lamb comes in at 10. So the top 10 is gone through with no 49ers, but the first honorable mention is Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Other honorable mentions are Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. Others receiving votes. Let's see if Brandon Ayuk is here. Amonra State Brown, Chris Olave, mm-hmm. Kelvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin. No respect for Brandon Ayuk here. No, and Debo Samuel, Calvin Ridley, me, Calvin Ridley's on that list. He didn't even play last year because he was suspended. Yeah. Like, what are we that, doing? That is, yeah. What What are we doing? Like, yeah. how how who voted for us? Somebody voted. Yeah. For somehow it's it, you, it you was know, you know who it was. You know who it was. It was uh, it was our friend down in Jacksonville because <laughs> he's the that? one that traded for him. Uh, Balky. Oh yeah, Trent Balky. You think he was the one? Yeah. Yeah. Got to make that trade look good. You, you know, exactly. looking at this, I didn't expect Debo to be in the top 10 this year because we talked about it. Especially Debo after did last not year. have yeah. a great or last year because Debo did not have a great season last year. Mm-hmm. 56 catches, 632 yards, only two touchdowns, mm-hmm. only um, for his his rushing line. No, I have to find it. I lost it here. Um, also did not do rushing what he did two years ago. 42 carries, 232 yards, only three touchdowns. The previous season, he had 14 total touchdowns. He had 1,405 wow. receiving yards and 77 receptions. By his own admission, he did not have a good season. Mm-hmm. And he was banged up when he, he was on the field. He really only had one or two games where he looked the way he did last year. And Brandon Ayuk is an ascending player. He is an ascending player at 1,000 yards last year. And I'm surprised. Looking at some of the guys who were on there, that got votes, I'm right. surprised he didn't get one vote. I think this is the year, I keep saying it, where he steps up into that next level. If he gets enough opportunities, I think he will. Where you're talking about Ayuk, I don't know if he's going to be a top ten guy in something like this, but maybe at least getting votes or honorable. I, you know, I I think I I genuinely believe that the 49ers have two top twenty five wide receivers on this roster, which is 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 pretty impressive to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, considering that there are thirty two teams in the NFL, um, I, I genuinely believe that they do have two top twenty five wide receivers. Um, I do think that Ayuk is criminally underrated. Um, and I think it's because Debo gets all of the, uh, you know, kind of all the attention, uh, especially after his 2021 season, but I, I'm not, I'm, 
I have a couple. I don't think DK Metcalf is a top 10 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think DK I. Metcalf is a kind of a one trick pony. Is he good at it? Absolutely. I'm not, and I'm not taking that away from him, but um, there are, there are wide receivers that they ranked lower than him that I would take on my team before I took DK Metcalf. So um, yeah. I, I think he's ranked too high. Um, I think CD lamb may be ranked a little too high. Um, but I, I'm, I, other than that, hard to argue that top 10. Um, I do think those are the probably eight of the 10 best wide receivers uh, in the mm-hmm. NFL. Um, and then in terms of order, again, you could quibble. You think that Cooper Cup should be higher. Um, you I, know, I think I think Cooper Cup's issue is a little bit is durability. Um, but I mean, he's listed uh, ahead of Stefan Diggs, which I think is, is an impressive feat because Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. has been incredible in Buffalo. So, um, but hard to argue Justin Jefferson won. Um, I might, I might go Jamar chase too, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of wide receiving talent in the NFL right now. eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love. You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. Time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So this got me thinking the Niners had eight players on this list between offense and defense from ESPN and sort of the Eagles, who I think is maybe fair when you go one through whatever. They, mm-hmm. Those two maybe have the two deepest, best rosters. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. They have eight guys in the top 10 at their position. So it got me thinking, holy shit, how many mm-hmm. blue chip players does this team have? So I looked A up lot. blue chip. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm getting to the point again with Twitter where I have to stop interacting with people again because, oh, my God. But just to clarify, for the purpose of this exercise, because I put this on Twitter, mm-hmm. a blue chip player, I Googled it because I was thinking position. A blue chip player are those who have proven themselves to be among the best at their positions in their respective sports. Yeah. So I thought about 
how many blue chip guys do the Niners have at their positions? So I'm not saying Kyle Juszczyk is blue chip like Patrick Mahomes is. I'm not, no. I'm not saying that. But yeah. at their positions, right. how many blue chip guys do they have? And ESPN just told us from execs, scouts, and play, their peers that there's eight according to mm -hmm. what they think. So mm -hmm. what do I think? I think Bosa is a blue chip guy. It's inarguable. Yes. Fred Warner, inarguable. Those two got ranked number one on these lists. Yes. Javon Hargrave, he ranked yeah. number five I, on this list. I, I think you can put him yeah. as a blue chip player with 100%. Dre Greenlaw is one that maybe some people were like, why? But again, he's a top 10 top. linebacker. Yeah. To his peers and scouts. And we talked yeah. about his statistics on the last show. Yeah. I think you could say he's a blue chip linebacker right now for, for position. Blue chip for his position. Here's one that people were like, oh, well, he's not yet. So, in, albeit it is a very small sample size, very small. And after this year, it may we may not be saying this anymore. Brock Purdy. But someone who was a first-team All-Pro, <laughs> a pro bowler, and was ranked the ninth-best safety by his peers' execs and scouts. How do you not say he's a blue-chip player at his position? He was an All-Pro, yeah. so he was he was a first-team right. All-Pro. Right. So he's of all safety so he's at worst top four according to last right. year right will this continue i don't know does he have some issues in coverage sometimes sure but if you're but he did he Go did ahead. cut down on those last year and that's where uh, that's why like i feel like he is um he is worthy of that because that was my big concern last year was his mental lapses in coverage and he cut down on those significantly and kudos yeah. to him because it made him a much better player. And I just think again, it it could change, but for right now, again, if, if you're if that's what the definition is, and you just put those accolades down and covered the name, I think people would be like, well, well yeah, of course he is. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then you you so I, I don't know, I don't see why that was so controversial. Controversial. <laughs> Debo, I'm still putting as a blue chip based. Yeah, and you know he was an all again. All pro. Right, that's top 15. Basically. Honorable mention, maybe you would say he's top 15 then. Yeah, and he was the first so, honorable mention, so I think he was yeah. 11. So, yeah. you know, what, yeah. there. Trent Williams, again, not even debatable. George Kittle, not even debatable. Christian McCaffrey, not even debatable. The 10th player I had, and I'm sorry there's only five fullbacks in the league or whatever it is, but Kyle Juszczyk is the best one. Yeah. And I think if there were 32 fullbacks, Kyle Juszczyk might still be the best Still one. be the best one, he, yeah. He is like a six times seven time pro bowl or whatever it is and again i know there's not a lot of fullbacks but he's terrific at what he does he's a blue chipper at what he does. and his and his skill set allows kyle shanahan to do a lot of what he does in the 100%. run game and in the pass game and and his ability to stay on the field as a receiving threat uh again makes that offense more multiple than if you had a guy in there that was just you know just in there to block so uh, yeah, you've got to you you have to credit him for his skill set and and say that there isn't another player in the NFL that would you know that would fit in uh, the way that that you checked us. Now I had three guys, so I had ten that I thought had really good arguments, and I have three guys that I think are maybe borderline or getting there. So can I guess I them? Have, yeah, can I absolutely. guess them? All right. Yeah. So I think one of those is Mooney Ward. Yep. I think one of them is Eric Armstead. Yep. And then I think the other one, based on our conversation, is Brandon Ayuk. Correct. Yeah. So <laughs> why didn't I put them in there? So with Armstead, again, 
I've always thought I'm an Eric Armstead guy. Mm-hmm. He's a terrific player. Yeah. I don't think it shows up in the stat sheet. But yeah. again, we're talking, is he the 10th, one of the 10, 15 best defensive linemen? Interior uh, defensive linemen. Interior. Probably. Maybe. I got, I'd have to go back and look at that list to see who they put ahead of him because he was an honorable mention, right? I think if I remember right yeah. on that list. But he's he's never made a Pro Bowl. He probably should have made it in 2019, but he didn't. He's never been an all pro. When you take that into consideration, do you say he's a blue chipper? I think you can make, I'm not saying yes or no. I think you can make the argument yeah. either way, I think, for him. But he's certainly, I think if someone said to me, hey, Al, I'm going to make the argument that he is, I, I don't think I'm going to argue with you. I, I, I think, you know, I'm not saying, oh, there's no way he's not a blue chipper. But just to go back, so people said Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Jeffrey Simmons, Quinnen Williams, Javon Hargrave, uh, Dexter Lawrence, DeForest Buckner, Deron Payne, Cam Hayward, Jonathan Allen were the top 10. Mm-hmm. Honorable mentions were Wilkins, Christian Wilkins, Vita Vey, Kenny Clark, or Wilkins, sorry, Kenny Clark, Derek Brown, Leonard Williams. Okay. So he was just in the also receiving votes category. Sure. So I, you know, and, and I think again, when, when you play a position that like, like interior defensive lineman, where your ability to affect the game doesn't always show up on the stat sheet. Um, it, it gets to be difficult, right? It gets to be difficult to evaluate when you're trying to rank them. But if you look at the 49ers defense last year, with Eric Armstead in the lineup and with him out, there's a considerable uptick in turnovers when Eric Armstead is on the field because he is collapsing the pocket and mm-hmm. causing f- quarterbacks to make poor decisions. The uh, interception that Dak Prescott threw in that Cowboys playoff game came as a direct result from pressure from Eric Armstead. And mm-hmm. I think there were at least three other interceptions during the regular season where if you put the tape on, you can see Armstead collapses the pocket. The quarterback has to get rid of it faster than he wants to. And he throws an interception that doesn't show up anywhere. That doesn't show up anywhere on a stat sheet. It doesn't show up anywhere. It shows up if you watch the game and you know what you're looking for. And so Mm -hmm. that's where, you know, is he a blue chip guy? Maybe not, you know, because again, blue chip guys are special but I think he's a blue chip part of this 49ers defense. And I think that uh, his absence would be felt pretty significantly uh, if he was no longer a part of this team. And now he gets to team up with Javon Hargrave, like he got to team up with DeForest Buckner. And I I just, this defensive line, I think is just going to absolutely kick ass this year. I'm very excited about it. And Traverius Ward, he was 20, he got also receiving votes on this. Mm-hmm. So he was about the 21st mm-hmm. from there. And you made some good points about him pay, playing zone. So maybe he didn't get mm-hmm. I'll let you talk about this. You made some good points about him last show on that. Yeah, the 49ers play a lot of zone. And, you know, you look at that that list. If you if you go through that list and you, and you start naming off those names, the majority of those names play in schemes that play a lot of man-to-man. And that's where you tend to see the value of a cornerback in, in man-to-man coverage, um, you can see that versus what a, what a corner is doing in zone. But the other thing you got to think about is there's 32 teams in the NFL, which means there are 64 starting cornerbacks. And if you mm-hmm. are in the, 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 if you're in the top 20, 
that's the top third of you know of the of the position which means that you know theoretically there's you know there's 40 other dudes that you're better than and really only 19 other guys that that are better than you that seems to be pretty good to me um you know in terms of uh, effect on the game or whatever so um i do think it'll be interesting we said this when we talked about him last episode i do think it'll be interesting to see how ward uh does under steve wilkes uh, what Wilkes can do for Ward's game, what kind of coverages Wilkes is going to run. Are we going to see more man-to-man, uh, which Ward has has a lot of uh, experience in in Kansas City and, and did incredible. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what his season looks like this year, for sure. And the last one is Brandon Ayuk. And listen, again, there's nobody higher than Brandon Ayuk than me right now. I, I keep talking about that. But again, we're talking about the best players at the position, the blue sure. chip guy. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk said one 1,000 yard season. It was 1,015 right. yards. I mean, you can't put him up against guys like Tyreek Hill and about all those guys that got mentioned there in the first seven or eight. I mean, I mean, come on. In last season, now Brandon Ayuk was 28th in targets last year. He finished 22nd in yards um, total in the league. So did he get a ton of targets? You know, as many targets as Justin Jefferson? No. no. No, he probably won't ever in this offense. Not in this offense. So 28th in targets, 23rd in receptions. And when I say 22nd in yards, so mm-hmm. terrific player arrow is pointing up. If he gets enough chances, could he maybe get up into the echelon? I, I think so. Cause I'm really high on it, but you can't say off what he's to me. I think he's getting there. I don't think you could say he's, he's ascending. Yep. So far. Yeah. yeah. I think he's an ascending player who can get there, but a lot of people were like, and again, it's your opinion. I'm not knocking it, but people were right. like, like, why you there? I'm like, okay. You know, I see where you're, I think he can get there, but to say mm-hmm. he should be there, I, I don't agree with that right now. Not yet. Well, and and then the other question you got to ask yourself, and and again, here's where, here's where I think some people can make an argument. If you take Brandon Ayuk off this team, what does the passing offense look like? It it probably falters a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have anybody else uh, to fill that role. And again, you know, I asked I asked Jack Hammer and, and you when we had Jack on. Do you feel like, I mean, I, I don't want to say this is the best group of skill position players that Kyle Shanahan has had since his 2016 Falcons offense that set records. Mm-hmm. Could we see an offense similar to that in San Francisco this year? If either one of the three quarterbacks that we don't know who's going to, to be QB one, but if, if they can, you know, if they can take the, the, the horse by the reins and, and, and do what, what Kyle Shanahan asked them to, man, you know, you've got Ayuk at X, you've got uh, Debo at Z, you've got Kittle, you've got McCaffrey, you've got Juszczyk, you've got uh, Danny Gray, who could be the Taylor Gabriel, right? The deep threat. You've got uh third and Jawan, who's your possession receiver. That's your uh, uh, Muhammad Sanu, right? Like, all of it fits. All of it fits perfectly with what Kyle Shanahan had in Atlanta in 2016. And I, I don't know. I think you could see, I think you could see two guys that, that are at a thousand yards and that would be Debo and Ayuk, And then, you know, other guys that are between three and 500 yards and Kittle who may be at like 750 and, you know, maybe double digit touchdowns again. You know, I, I do think we are going to see a pretty impressive offense this season, regardless of who, uh, plays 
quarterback because the skill position talent is just unbelievable and head and shoulders better than any other team in the NFL, in my opinion. Fun stuff to talk about, fun stuff to debate. Uh, just don't be a dick when you debate it with people would be my That's right. Everybody. Everybody's got their opinions. Everybody sees things differently. Um, just have fun and debate it. You know, yeah, listen, get, that's, that's that's a great life motto. <laughs> that's that's a life that you know what, Al, that's a great life motto. Don't be a yeah. dick. That, I mean, a hey, dick. just don't be a dick. It's easy. All right. Easy. We're out, we're out of here. Thanks, everybody. Later. Nine zero three. One, two, three. Twenty four hundred sports is an Odyssey company.